Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 482 for the 28th of February, 2016. This week, have you ever wondered what's tracking you as your browser wanders around the internet? Well, now you can find out. In short circuits, privacy and security are big topics now, in part because of the FBI's request to have Apple develop a way to break into one of their iPhones, but we'll also consider some new hardware that includes encryption by default. Both Webroot and ESET have new reports that outline the scope of malware and other threats. Hint, it's not getting any better. Google pulls the plug on Compare. In spare parts, only on the website, scientists at the Los Alamos National Laboratory say some new research provides clues about how diseases move through a population. Something new from Amazon, free training. And Bitly, the little company that started out just shortening links, is all grown up and making a big move. A recent update to Ghostery has improved the Tracker Tracker browser plugin. Websites may include a variety of mechanisms to make your experience better. Good features such as typeface management and functions that allow you to share content, and ones that track where you've been and report information about you. Not so good. And there are some that just work with specific websites to highlight things of interest to you. Now, those could be good or bad, depending on your point of view. Ghostery makes it possible for you to tell them apart and to block the ones you don't want. As the Ghostery website explains, you're being tracked. You probably already knew that, but you might not be aware just how pervasive the tracking is. Information about what you do when you're online is valuable. Nothing is free. Consider the American approach to radio and television. Except for NPR and PBS, radio and television appear to be free. But when something appears to be free, there's a good chance that you're the product. Radio and television stations and networks exist to deliver listeners and viewers to advertisers. Online content that appears to be free is designed to expose you to advertisements. That may be okay, and even expected, but websites can also collect invasive information about you and send it back to companies that you've never heard of. The Ghostery browser extension shows you exactly how many trackers are following you and lets you choose which ones to allow and which ones to block. You can block individual trackers or entire classes of trackers. For example, a single mouse click will allow you to render 1,389 advertising trackers null and void. Not all advertising trackers are bad, though, and some can help you find good deals when you're looking for a product or service. You might want to allow some and block others. Ghostery makes that really easy. The Ghostery Tracker database knows about more than 2,000 trackers. Most of them are advertising trackers, but others include audio and video players, custom interaction trackers, porn advertising, site analytics, and those are usually harmless, a group called Essential, and social media connectors. More on these in a little bit. 
Ghostery lets you manage who sees your information. Whatever your comfort level, you can configure the browser add-in to be completely open, totally closed, or somewhere in between. Ghostery is available for Firefox, Safari, Chrome, Internet Explorer, Opera, iOS devices, and Android devices. Note that I didn't mention Microsoft's new Edge browser. It currently does not accept any add-ons. You'll find a little video from Ghostry on the TechBiter Worldwide website that explains how the system works. Trackers, after all, aren't inherently good or bad. They can customize your online experience. That's good. Or they can bug you with information you don't want. That's not so good. I recently was looking at information about a lens for a camera, and suddenly I was being peppered with ads for the lens wherever I went. That might have been okay if I'd really been in the market for the lens, but I wasn't, so it was just annoying. Behind the scenes, trackers can build profiles of what you're looking at on the web. The results can be good, or, in my case, not so good. Ghostry puts you in control. You can decide who sees your data based on individual trackers. While you can block all trackers in a given category, that's usually not the best solution. So Ghostry lets you pick and choose on a case-by-case -case basis. You'll see how many trackers are present on every page you're viewing. Ghostry displays a number. When you block some of the trackers, you may notice that your browser seems to be faster. That's because less information is being transmitted. But the Ghostry website points out that blocking too many trackers, or the wrong trackers, can reduce the benefits users get from those trackers that help make their internet experience more pleasant and customized. When the application shows you how many trackers it found on a given website, it also shows you what categories they're in. When you have that information, you can decide whether you want to allow some of them or not, and clicking a link on the display reveals a list of all the trackers. The point is that you are in control of your own experience on the web when you enlist Ghostry to help you. You can create an account with Ghostry. I recommend doing that. It makes sharing the information among browsers on different machines easier, but it's not a requirement. If you have multiple installations of Ghostry, an account does let you share the information, but you can also share information among browsers or computers by saving the information to a USB drive. Ghostry provides a settings page that gives the user complete control over how the application works. Among the settings are ones that are used to select language and to turn the service on or off. When Ghostry is off, it will allow trackers on all sites. You can also specify whether automatic updates will be downloaded for the Ghostry tracker library and whether it should replace any blocked social media buttons with a Ghostry icon so that you'll know something is being suppressed. You can have Ghostry display a warning when it's blocking a feature that's essential for the proper operation of a site. For example, some interactive features such as video players, social media buttons, and comments sections won't work unless you allow a certain tracker. You can specify whether you want to support Ghostry by providing anonymously page and tracker data. Ghostry uses this information in providing services to site owners. When your browser loads a page, Ghostry displays a count of trackers it found, or it can if you want it to, and you can decide where on the page you want that to appear. Trackers are grouped in several categories. Advertising, audio video player, comments, customer interaction, essential, pornvertising, site analytics, and social media. You can choose to allow or block entire categories. For most users, that broad brush approach probably won't work very well. 
or you can expand the list under each category and allow or disallow individual trackers. Yet another option, and one that most people will probably choose, involves leaving all the trackers enabled and then disabling the ones you don't want on an individual basis as you encounter them. Another setup tab makes it possible to identify trusted sites where all trackers will be permitted regardless of how you've defined them elsewhere. A final setup tab is for restricted sites where all trackers will be disallowed even if you allow them generally or allow them on other sites. So is it really free? Well, the Ghostery website puts it this way. We rely on Ghostery users who opt in to share their anonymous information about the data collection technologies they see and where they see them. We take that information, add our analysis, and sell it to companies to help them audit and manage their relationships with these marketing and advertising technologies. None of the information we share is about our users, nor is it stored in a way that could be used to trace back to our users. You're opted out of sharing your data by default, meaning you can use Ghostery without sharing anything with us if you prefer, but they say please opt in. It's how we keep Ghostery free and continue to make it the best tool out there. If you create a user account, Ghostery will collect your name and email address. The company says that information will be used only to synchronize your extension settings across browsers and devices, to allow you to log on to the Ghostery website, and to allow Ghostery to communicate with you to provide information about products, updates, and upgrades. If you allow it, Ghostery will also send those anonymous reports about the trackers you encounter. And these are truly anonymous. No information about you goes back to Ghostery. Ghostery uses the information to help website owners make their sites more responsive. A website owner can pay Ghostery for analysis and assistance. The service helps site owners determine why pages are slow, identifies tags that may be included on the site without permission. In other words, the goal is to make things better whether you're a site visitor or a site owner. This review, however, does not consider the services that Ghostery provides for site owners. The bottom line is five cats. Ghostery eliminates trackers that you don't want and does it for free. Ghostery is a pretty clever add-on that lets users see the trackers and control them. Trackers aren't inherently good or bad, but it is good when you can see them and decide for yourself which ones to allow. You'll find additional details on the Ghostery website, there's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. In short circuits, government security agencies have a legitimate interest in wanting to be able to collect information and evidence. People have a legitimate interest in wanting to protect their information. As the current case regarding the FBI and Apple shows, finding a balance is difficult. CIA Director John Brennan described the government's case in terms of a bank safe deposit box. Imagine a bank safe deposit box that the government could not gain access to, he said. The problem with that analogy, though, is that nobody has created a tool that could give access to every safe deposit box. 
while creating software that could open one protected device would make it possible for anyone to open any device once they gained access to the software. And you can be sure that somebody would. But let's leave that to the courts and the politicians and instead look at some advances in hardware security. Fujitsu has just started shipping a 13-inch tablet that converts into a traditional clamshell notebook with a dockable keyboard. The company says that it's more secure than competing tablets because it enables authentication with biometrics or smart card technology. The stylistic Q736 includes support for smart cards and near-field communication technology. By default, its storage media are encrypted to protect against unauthorized access to data. Fujitsu says that the new tablet allows users, once they've been authenticated, to access corporate data on business networks. The tablet features 4G LTE communications and built-in GPS. People, being people, can lock themselves out of secure devices or they can leave an unlocked device in a hotel room. Fujitsu's Jorg Hartman says the company has taken a human-centric approach that attempts to eliminate weak points. The new tablet incorporates the latest biometric and smart card security technologies, Hartman says, to reduce the chance of simple but potentially disastrous mistakes, such as someone leaving their tablet unlocked in a public place. The tablet has some impressive specification. Sixth-generation Intel Core i7 V Pro processor, high-resolution anti-glare dual-digitizer touchscreen display, the resolution is 1920 by 1080, and there's also an optional keyboard docking station that provides additional interfaces and a slot for a second battery. Continuing with the theme of security, the latest edition of WebRoot's annual Threat Brief says that nearly all malware is now designed in a way that makes signature-based security virtually useless. Many attacks are staged, delivered, and terminated in just a few hours, sometimes within a few minutes. In other words, it might happen so fast that you won't even see it. Well, that's not a very comforting thought. The report says that malware and potentially unwanted applications have become overwhelmingly polymorphic. That means that signature-based detection no longer works. Zero-day phishing sites are becoming more common. In fact, they are becoming the most common choice for stealing identities. Technology companies such as Google, Apple, and Facebook have been targeted by phishing attacks more frequently than financial institutions such as banks and PayPal. Why? Well, these tech companies are targeted because people often use the same credentials to access many other websites. That's always a bad idea, but people still do it. There are some protective measures that examine IP addresses. These are much less effective these days because thousands of new malicious IP addresses are created every day. Where are all these malicious IP addresses? You might guess China, you might guess Russia. Well, you'd be right, but the U.S. continues to have the lead with more than 40% of rogue IP addresses. China, Japan, Germany, and the U.K. combined 
have only about 35% of malicious IP addresses. Webroot is, of course, attempting to sell its own security services by describing these threats, but that doesn't make the threats any less real. 2015 was yet another record year for cybercrime, according to Webroot's chief technology officer, Hal Lonis. He says that during the past year, more malware, malicious IPs, websites, and mobile apps were discovered than in any previous year. Lonis says the cybercrime ecosystem continues to thrive given new innovations and little in the way of risk. The continued onslaught of hacks, breaches, and social engineering scams targeting individuals, businesses, and government agencies make the job of protecting users more complex. If you'd like, you can download the 2016 Threat Brief from the Webroot website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. And malware defense company ESET has released a survey that details some of the more significant threats faced by businesses these days. The survey includes feedback from more than 1,700 IT professionals in 11 countries. The most common security incident reported by respondents was malware infections. More than half said that they had seen those problems on their networks. It appears, though, that too few IT managers are watching what could be a back door to their networks, mobile devices used by employees. We Live Security Editor Rafael Castro says that Android ransomware is increasing. WeLiveSecurity.com is ESET's research and news platform. Compare is about to become history. Maybe you never even heard of it. Google Compare allowed web users to examine offers for car insurance, credit cards, and mortgages. Now, after less than a year in the U.S., it is shutting down. Google Compare was launched in March of 2015 in the U.S. It had been available previously in the U.K. It was supposed to simplify the process of finding financial services and Google would, of course, earn a commission on referrals in most cases, and in some cases, Google would actually sell the product or service. Google developed partnerships with several insurance companies so that they would have access to broker networks. The partners have been notified that the service will be ending within a month. People do search for financial information online, but an email from Google said that Compare just hasn't driven the success we'd hoped for. In general, most people still seem to prefer to work with traditional insurance agents. Google wasn't the only company offering this kind of competition to agents, and it is unlikely that agents have heard the last of Google. And you haven't heard the last of spare parts, but you'll find it only on the website. This week, scientists at the Los Alamos National Laboratory say some new research provides clues about how diseases move through a population. Something new from Amazon. It's called free training. And Bitly, the little company that started out just shortening links, is all grown up and making a big move. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.